Hello and welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast. Coming to you from the Tabernacle of Praise Church International, headquartered in York, South Carolina, where our founder and overseer is Bishop Alfred Jackson. Copies of the message from this broadcast can be purchased at our headquarters in Monrovia at the Hope of Praise Church in Numatadia States, where Jackson G. Weah is pastor. We would love to hear from you, so write to us here in America at 229 Wood Street, York, South Carolina, 29745, or email us at tabernacleofpraise at msn.com. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful day. Amen. Chapter number seven. I pray that the Lord will speak this day. Amen. Mark chapter 7, this was read earlier, uh, verse number 24. You can stand, if you can stand, if you cannot understand. Let's stand as we read the word at this point. <clears throat> Beginning at verse 24, Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an evil spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, born in Syrian Phoenicia. She was a Gentile. She was not a Jew, all right? She was a Gentile. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First, let the children eat all they want, he told her. For it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she replied. But even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply, somebody say for such a reply, for such a response, for such a response, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. I want to talk about removing the obstacles to your breakthrough. Removing the obstacles to your breakthrough. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, that your word, when it goes forth, will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. I thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you've sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what this word is going to accomplish this day. Lord, speak, Lord. We need to hear from you, God. Father, move me beyond myself, beyond my abilities, beyond what I have written, Lord God. I want to flow and operate according to your spirit and speak according to your oracles. So let your anointing rest heavy on me today that I might speak to your people. We need this word from you today. It's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Removing the obstacles to your breakthrough. Amen. 
I, I, I sense that a follow-up from last Sunday's message uh, is necessary. It's been in my spirit all week long, not necessarily to repeat a whole lot of the same message, uh, amen, but to just follow up and to take us a little bit further on the pathway to victory. Last Sunday, we talked about operating in a dimension that is higher than, than we are. We talked about David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I am. Lead me into that dimension that's higher than I am. And we talked about, uh, you know, uh, that dimension, that dimension in God that is higher than we are and where we, uh, higher than where we are right now, higher than where we are in the natural, a dimension where we need to be operating in even though we're living in the present. You can be in this world, but not of this world. And it's, it's important that we understand this because of the things that we're dealing with in our lives today, in the present. And I believe that everybody in here today is dealing with something right now. Amen. You're dealing with something in your life right now. Uh, but let me tell you something. You won't be victorious if you only deal with it according to your own understanding. You will not be victorious if you deal with it according to your abilities. You will not be, you will not be victorious if you deal with it according to your wisdom. You got to get on the plane where God is. You got to get into the dimension where God is. You got to learn how to operate in that dimension. Amen? So, so I just felt like there's a follow-up that needed to be in. And all week long, uh, the, the word of the Lord has been coming to me. Do not cast away your confidence for it has recompense, it has the promise of great reward. So don't throw away your confidence in God. Don't throw away your faith in God. Don't even try to replace faith in God with anything else. Because your faith in God is the thing that has the promise of a great reward. It has the payback, recompense, the payback of a great reward. It's like you're making an investment and now you're drawing the dividends. You're drawing the interest off of that investment. That's where faith in God, that's what faith in God is, does for you. So don't throw that away. Don't cast it to the side because you come up with something else or you think that there's something else that will work. You say, Pastor, what do you mean something else? Well, you know, human wisdom, humanistic thinking, you know, and some people still are trusting the horoscopes, you know, and still reading their signs and, and in astrology. And some people, some people, hopefully nobody in here, are still going to the root doctors and the rich doctors and, and the witch doctors and the palm readers. Some people are still buying, uh, you're already poor, you're already stretched out, you're still buying scratch-off tickets. You're still playing the numbers, trying to hit it big. You're casting off your confidence, amen, and you're replacing it with something else, thinking that you're going to get a breakthrough. It's not coming that way. Amen. Am I talking to anybody in here? Is anybody hearing me? It's not coming that way. You've got to be consistently in faith. And you have to be consistently working faith in order for faith to work for you. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And even when it comes to dealing with your flesh and bringing your flesh in line with the will of God in your moral life, Amen. you have to do that so that you're in faith and your faith works for you. Amen. Amen. So you just can't say, well, that's the way I am, so that's the way I'm going to live. What does God say? What does the word of God say? How does the word of God say you should be living your life? God didn't make a mistake. Amen? 
Amen. I don't care what's going on in your natural body, in your natural mind. You cannot substitute what God has done with the natural and then think faith is going to work for you. You've got to get into the dimension where God is. Amen. So anyway, I don't want to go stay there too long. Amen. We said that, that if we're going to be in this, this dimension, if we're going to operate in this dimension, it requires us relinquishing control or perceived control of our situations and circumstances and the right to try to work them out on our own. Okay? Relinquishing that, saying, I'm taking my hands off of you. You know, in the natural, yeah, I got a right to worry, but, but I'm not going to worry. I'm, I'm going to give this to God. Amen? Uh, I got a right to, 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 to fuss at my wife. And, and, and try to make her do what I want. But in the natural, I'm not going to do that. Amen. I'm, I'm going to treat her as the Bible says, treat her. And I'm going to love her anyhow. Amen. 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 I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with my husband. I'm going to treat him like God says treat him. Amen. Amen. I'm going to treat him like God says treat him. I don't care if he's not doing right. I'm going to do what God says do. And I'm going to take my hands off of it. relinquishing our, if we're going to be in the dimension where God is, it means that we're going to relinquish control or perceive control of our situations and circumstances and the right to try to work them out on our own. Because all of us know that when you stir in mess, you just make it stink that much more. And we may not like it, but it's the truth. And a whole lot of us have made messes and we try to work it out Leaving God out of the equation. There's no way I can come outside of the church and cuss you out and then get back up in the church and start dancing and shouting and think everything is all right. Can't do it. Now, I'm a Christian every day. I'm a believer every day. If I'm going to operate in God's dimension, I have to operate in it every day, in every circumstance, in every situation, regardless of how I might feel about it. Because all of us know that we don't live on feelings, we live by faith. Well, I should say it like this. We're not supposed to live on feelings. We're supposed to live by faith. Amen. Now, 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 adults, how do our children learn to live by faith? Amen. They're not going to learn it just because they hear me preaching it. Because when they hear me preaching it and they see your response, then automatically they say, well, pastor must not be telling the truth because mama or because daddy. Because they only experience me a few minutes on Sunday morning. But they experience you. So what are your children experiencing? What attitude are you displaying before your children? And why, do, if, you, if you're not displaying a godly attitude, that means that you're operating on the natural level. You're not where God is. And it's, it, it is real hard to shift. Uh, see, some of y'all don't know about driving straight shift vehicles. And straight shift vehicles, when they get old, the, 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 the gas shift gets weak. And, and, and it'll cross up. The gears will cross up. And there's no way for you to shift it in the right gear. What you have to do is you have to get out and you have to open the hood. You have to go to the gear shift and you have to move it by hand so it'll begin to operate again. 
<laughs> so, so it's real hard to shift from operating in the natural to operating on the spirit. You can come to church and dance all day long. But if you've been operating in the natural all week long, you ain't going to shift that quick. Something has to happen. Somebody got to open your hood and go inside of you and manually. And most folk ain't going to let somebody, not going to let anybody else get that close to them. So if the Holy Ghost doesn't do it, it won't get done. And that's why on Sunday we'll come to church and we'll dance and we'll shout and then on Monday we shift back to our old gear. Really, we didn't shift. We just made a, we just made a little, we just, we just made it work for a little bit so we could coast and get through Sunday morning so we can go back to our old ways on Sunday afternoon. Let me tell you something. If you're going to be victorious, this has to be more than 30 minutes or 45 minutes an hour on Sunday. This has to be a 24-7 thing. And you've got to challenge yourself. You've got to deal with yourself. <sighs> so you've got to relinquish your perceived right to control and handle stuff. And sometimes that's hard for us to do. It's hard for us to take our hands off of things. But you got to learn to do it. And, it. and it requires trusting God and doing what God says to do. Amen? Amen. Now, now, actually what we're talking about is we're talking about living by faith. Uh, we're talking about living by faith. And, 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 and it's important for us to understand that God responds to faith. Yeah, God responds to faith that is lived. Not just Spoken. Yeah. You, you can speak it, but, but, but your speaking has to come out of your living. Amen. All right. So, so, so for me to say, God will make a way somehow. I, I, I'm living and I'm trusting God, and, and I don't see how he's going to make a way. But, 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 but. I believe God. I, I, I trust God. And, 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 and I'm not just saying something off the top of my head, but I'm saying something out of my experience and, and, and out of my knowledge of what I've seen in the word of God to know that God will make a way. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. Hallelujah. So, so God responds to faith. He doesn't, listen now, he doesn't respond to our wailing doesn't respond to our crying. He doesn't respond to our yelling when we pray. God responds to faith. Amen. But when we bring faith into the equation, it's important for us to know how faith works so that we can get our breakthroughs. And we need to get breakthroughs in our lives. Yeah, I heard a prophetic word the other day uh, on a devotion that talked about wealth and the transfer of wealth in these last days. And I listened carefully as the man was speaking, amen, because he, he was talking about what he sensed the Lord doing and what he believed the Lord doing, amen. And, 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 and in it, he said, those of us who are in control of our finances, amen, 
Sometimes we hear prophetic words and we claim it for ourselves, but we got to look at situations and circumstances. Because a lot of us are not in control of our finances, so I realized that that word wasn't for everybody. You know, how do you get control of your finances? You got to not live beyond your means, and you got to manage what God puts in your hands, and you have to manage it wisely. Amen? Young people, you got to learn how to manage wisely what God puts in your hands. You know, I, I talk to my son a lot. You know, I find him, you know, uh, looking, at, looking at nice houses and nice apartments. He's talking about living downtown Charlotte. I said, son, listen, all of that stuff looks good. But living downtown Charlotte is expensive. You got to graduate from school first. Amen. You got to graduate from school first. And what you need to do, I don't want you to rent for so many years. I want you to find a place. It doesn't have to be in the best neighborhood. I want you to find a nice place and I want you to buy it. Amen. So that you can build up equity while you save your money. I said, nobody talked to me like this. Nobody told me that. So when I graduated from school, I wanted to live in a nice apartment, stay with my sister for a while. But I wanted to live in a nice apartment. I lived in a nice apartment. I don't know what I did with my money. So I wasn't managing my finances. And I was living on credit. You know, when young people that's going to college, you'll find out that when you get to a certain point about to graduate, you get all of these letters offering you credit cards. I'm glad my son's address is still at my house because when I get them, I put them in the trash can. Amen. Because I know what credit card companies will do. And if you don't have wisdom, then you'll start applying for these credit cards and they're traps. They're debt traps. Because you got a credit card and you feel like, well, I can spend this. I can do this. You can't afford to pay the debt at the end of the month. You can't pay the bill. So you're just racking up credit. You're racking up debt. Excuse me. So you don't manage your finances well. And adults will do the same thing. It doesn't make sense to go out to eat lunch every day when you got bills to pay. Don't make sense. You got food in your refrigerator. I know this is not in my message, but this is <laughs> because you can't leave everything for God to do. Young people, are you listening to me? You can't, you can't say, I'm trusting God, I'm living by faith, and then you're not managing your finances well. You won't even tithe. You won't bring the tithe into the stars. Every time you go out to eat lunch, you're robbing God. You're eating from stolen money. Every time you get your hair fixed and your hair cut, you're using stolen money because you won't bring the tithe into the storehouse. So you're not managing your finances well. And you're not thinking about your future. Managing my finances means that I'm putting some, some aside. I'm putting something back. I'm saving something because... I want to be able to retire one day. I, I, I don't want my car to break down and I can't fix it. Because I went out to eat lunch every day. I lived in an apartment that I couldn't afford. I bought a car and financed it for, 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 for six or seven years and didn't think about the interest I told you my brother had an accident and ended up paying because he had financed his car for so long and they'll let you do that today because it's a debt trap. And so you want the payments low so your finances fall. Do you ever stop and look at how much money you're going to pay in interest at the end of those years? So maybe you need to go and get a, a good used car that you can pay for. You don't have to ride around in a new car. Get a good working used car. 
don't try to follow somebody else because you don't know that situation. Anyway. <laughs> you say, how is this living by faith? You can't live by faith and don't be wise in what God has given to you. So, so it's important for me to preface this word with that understanding. Because sometimes when we begin to preach the word of God, some of us will try to latch on to it, but our situations and circumstances won't let us latch on to it right now. All right. But it doesn't mean you can't latch on to it. It means that you may have to do some work. You have to do some strategic planning to get you to the place. And I hope I'm not preaching over somebody's head. Okay. I mean, if, if, it's all right. If, 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 you're go, if you want to, if you want to go to, 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 to Duke, or to Harvard, but you're not there yet. It is not anything wrong with going to York Tech until you can get there. Listen, stop worrying about image. Stop worrying about what other folks think about you. This is your life. Amen? You can't live in your life for somebody else. So you have to think about it and strategically plan, and that's why God put godly people and wise people around you if you would just listen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, I ain't going to say what I've been saying for the last few Sundays. Some of y'all know what that is. Because I'm still in my introduction. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But are you with me? Young people, are you understanding me? Do, am I speaking clearly enough? Because I understand sometimes y'all say y'all don't understand me. I want you to understand me. I want you to get me. I want you to, I want you to see what I'm talking about. Okay? If you're going to go to York tomorrow, you need to make some plans. You say, well, I'm already in York, but you're at Tabernacle Praise. How are you going to get downtown? Are you going to ride? Are you going to walk? Are you going to call somebody to pick you up? Are you riding in a car? Are you riding a bicycle? Are you riding a scooter? How are you getting there? Strategic planning. A lot of us just get up. We just get up. And we get put on our clothes and we stop going. And we don't think. We don't think. You know, I'm guilty of doing this. Getting in my car and not looking at my tires to make sure that they're they're not flat. Sometimes I forget to look at the gas hand. Anybody ever run out of gas? Tell the truth and shame the devil. Strategic planning because we don't think. And on simple levels like that, how many of you heard me say, it's the little foxes that do what? Spoil the vine. So if I can handle the little foxes, I can handle the big stuff because I'm training my mind to pay attention to the details. And God wants you to pay attention to the details of faith so that you can get breakthroughs in your life. God wants you to have breakthroughs. God wants you to be victorious. There are a lot of situations that you're facing that you won't tell anybody about, but God knows. And God wants you to come through that. God wants you to come out of that. God wants you to be victorious over that. Listen. The purpose of being in God is so that you can be who God wants you to be. Not so you can be the run of the mill person. This is the sovereign God that we're serving. 
This is the most high God that we're serving. We are to be like him. Am I making any sense to anybody today? Yeah. So anyway, he, so he talked about how those of us who are in control of our finances through the mind of God and through the wisdom of God are going to be able to reset wealth for generations to come for those of us who have a mindset and a spirit set to obey kingdom principles. Now, this is the word that the Lord gave him. Amen. And I'm just sharing that as a part of the backdrop of this message because it was important. It's important to this message. Amen. Because if God is going to do this, there are some kingdom principles that come into play. And even if it's not resetting wealth, if it's working out stuff in your marriage, all right, if it's dealing with problems with your children, if it's dealing with problems in your education and your learning process, there are kingdom principles that must be put into place in order for this to work. You've heard us say before, if you work the principles, the principles will work for you. Amen. If you work the principles, the principles will work for you. So if you want to pass math, what do you have to do? You got to, there are principles. And one of them is studying. But you say, Pastor, I study and I still can't get it. But there's another principle that goes along with it. What? Practice. And there's another principle. Get you a tutor. And there's another principle. Apply yourself. Go to sleep at night. Get a good night's rest. You know, you can't put five minutes into studying math because you want to go outside and play. You know, you can't put 10 minutes into studying math because you want to go somewhere with your friends. Yeah, all right. Hallelujah. So, 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 so out of this prophetic word that was given, that was a powerful teaching of faith that the Lord would have us hear, understand, and receive Amen. And receive. One of the things that, 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 that came out of this word, and it was Bishop Gary Oliver that was sharing this. And, and, and one of the things that came out of this word is that, that, that all of us know that, that, that faith operates now. Amen. Faith operates now. Faith is, is not just for later. Faith operates now. Amen. We all know that God is in eternity. Amen. When I say this, and I'm going to give you an example of something that was testified about on Wednesday night in Bible study. Amen. We know that God is in eternity. The only way that faith really works is that we reach into eternity, the dimension where God is, and we pull eternity into now. Amen. Into time. Amen. Because God is not in time. Amen. We are in time. God is not in time. God is in eternity. So everything that God has said, every dimension, what God dimensions, what God works, is outside of time. So we have to reach into time and we have to put, put time and eternity into now. Ooh, I said, Lord, how do I explain this thing? And, 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 and this is what I heard. You've heard people say, I know he didn't go there. Yeah, he went there. Where is there? There is that place where you wouldn't think somebody would go. There is that place where, where you thought that was just uh, 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 audacious of that person. 
uh, to just step into somewhere that, 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 that you thought they may not have been welcomed and then they stepped into it and they said something that, that you think that they maybe shouldn't have said, but it really was something that needed to be said. Ooh, so how do I apply that spiritually? When God says something, you got to go there. When God says, by his stripes, you are healed. And there's sickness in your body. You've got to go there so that you step out of time into eternity where God is. And now healing is yours because God said it. It was in eternity. You bring it into time. So, 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 Elder Hoskins said something to me, called me and uh, shared something with me about his financial aid practice, um, financial aid package and need. And, and so I just spoke what was in my spirit. What did I tell you, Elder? I said, God will work it out. And what did you do? And what happened? How quick? Amen. Why? Because he took the word that was spoken to him, which was a word in eternity. I didn't say I would work it out. I didn't say God is able to work it out. I heard the Lord say he would work it out, and I shared with him what I didn't even say God said. I said God will work it out. And he claimed that word, and he stood on that word. He brought that word into now. This is a word for me now. And he stood on that word and look at what God did. God worked it out. God worked it out. God won't always work it out the way you think he'll work it out. But when you stand on that word, God will work it out. He will work it out. God will fix it so <laughs> that you'll get some return on your money. Hallelujah. You'll get some return on your investment. Are you hearing me? Come on, y'all listen, listen.